What's going on, my peeps, my uh, my sports betting peeps? How you guys doing? How's your Friday? Uh, before we get going with today's special bonus pod, uh, thanks to BetterEdge.com. BetterEdge, the new place for everyone. Everyone out there, I'm talking to you to start making your sports bets. The reason why Better Edge is so good and, and why so many people should use it is they don't charge a VIG. It's VIG-free betting. And the reason why people can't win over the long run, why 99.9% of people can't win in sports betting is because they can't beat the VIG. Once you remove the VIG, you're essentially betting risk-free. And Better Edge has this really cool social platform to where you can follow your friends, message your friends, have tournaments, have head-to-head matchups, and see what their records are all on Better Edge. It's so cool. So sign up today, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. And use promo code SHARP. If you use promo code SHARP, that's SHARP with a P, you're going to get 10 free bucks. So what's the, what's, what's, what's the worst that's going to happen? Sign up, betteredge.com, use promo code SHARP. If you don't like it, fine. Go back to your sports book you're using, but something tells me you're going to love betting VIG free. Online, betteredge.com, that's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, promo code SHARP. What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us again on a Friday. A little uh, little bonus pod action. Look, after this morning's show, and it's <laughs> we actually did two shows this morning. We did the NBA show and then uh, the Deep Dive Friday. And I just thought that we needed to get on, do one more, a little bonus podcast with an actual Deep Dive handicap because... Today's earlier podcast, while I think it was incredibly important and something that a lot of people will hopefully be able to use, or if, if anything, just a few people will be able to use, it certainly wasn't a show that was entertaining or that a lot of people you know, may have gotten something out of. Now, again, I hope that some of you guys did. For those who missed it, we did a Deep Dive Friday uh, kind of, we just did a bunch of math. Like I pretty much just went through and was like, okay. And then you take this number and divide it by this number. And, and it was dry to say the least. It was dry. But, uh, I think it's really important for those who want to know things like that, how to build these little systems to predict, uh, the outcome of games. I, you know, I, I think that was good for a certain amount of people, but for the rest of you out there, right? That's a festivus for the rest of us. Uh, let's do a little deep dive handicap on some Premier League soccer tomorrow morning. Now, this game is at 4.30 a.m. Pacific, 7.30 a.m. Eastern, so it's bright and early tomorrow morning, so you've got to get this bet in ASAP. The game we're going to be handicapping is Burnley taking on Arsenal. Okay, Burnley is hosting Arsenal tomorrow morning. Uh, the line is currently uh, Arsenal minus 167 and we always talk about equating lines to percentages just so you know minus 167 implies a break even percentage of 62.5 percent so the the market has arsenal winning break even 62.5 percent of the time okay now the the thing is if you actually look at that price with the vig included when you look at what they're charging for burnley to win it's not a hundred minus 62.5, right? It's actually going to be Burnley is, let's see here. Burnley is plus 475 because there's also a draw in there. So Burnley plus 475, the market's saying Burnley's break-even percentage is 17.4. 
Okay? So clearly, Arsenal is a huge road favorite in this game. And I'm just going to give my pick right now early in the podcast, and then we'll kind of expand upon it as we go. I like Burnley this game, but I don't like them on the three-way money line. I like them in the bet called double chance or a spread bet of plus a half. What this means is if the game ends in a tie or a draw, we win. And if Burnley wins, we win. We lose when Arsenal wins the game. Any other result, and we win. The current price in the market is plus 125 for Burnley double chance or Burnley plus a half. All right, now let's start breaking this thing down. So overall standings right now in the Premier League, these two teams are on opposite sides. Uh, Burnley is currently 15th out of 20, and they've had a good last couple weeks. They've been rising. As a matter of fact, they've only lost one game in their last six Premier League games, and they're still only six points clear of relegation. So Burnley's in 15th, and Arsenal is actually in 10th. They are underperforming this year, no doubt. Now, if I can pull up my uh, my soccer rankings really quickly. I actually didn't wasn't planning on going here, but I may as well refresh everyone on where I have Burnley and Arsenal ranked. Uh, let me pull this up quickly. I have this actually on my uh, on the show's Twitter account at Sharp Angle Pod. Let's see here. So we've got Arsenal ranked eighth, and we've got Burnley ranked thirteenth. Just pure rankings, uh, all things included. So right now, Arsenal a little bit ahead of Burnley in the table, but uh, Burnley's not nearly as bad as a lot of people believe they are. Okay, uh, the line, as we said, what that implies. Uh, let's talk about Arsenal because Arsenal, the reason why I think they're so expensive this game, well, there's a couple of reasons, but one of the reasons is their form the last couple of games. Arsenal has been doing very well lately, and it seems like they may have been turning things around. Their last two games in all competitions, they beat Benfica 3-2 at home. That was to win aggregate 4-3 in the, in the Europa League. That was a huge game for Arsenal. And then they turn around, go on the road last Sunday, and beat Leicester 3-1. Okay? And we'll talk about this a little more later in the podcast, but in that win, Pierre-Emerick and Bamiang didn't play. Uh, Saka didn't play. Uh, Rob Holding didn't play. Uh, uh, Ceballos didn't play. Danny Ceballos didn't play. There were so many guys held out of that game, and Arsenal looked really, really good. Okay, so we'll talk about that coming up a little bit. Is that positive? Is that negative? But Arsenal has looked good recently. Okay, I think, though, that that's a bit of an overreaction. I think that people are focusing too much on these recent games. There's an interesting debate in sports betting, right? How much do we weigh each given game? When we're talking about the NFL 16-game season, why do we, when we're looking back, trying to project in the playoffs how good a team is, why do we rate, or why would we rate, Week 9 heavier than week seven because it's closer. Now, obviously, if certain things happen like injuries, trades, that's going to impact and, and the more stats you have closer to the time that happened, it's going to be more more meaningful. But there's nothing that says, you know, statistically that in any sport that any given game early in the season, middle of the season, late in the season has any more influence on how good a team really is. So just because Arsenal's had a few good games in a row doesn't change overall how good they intrinsically are. And if you look at Arsenal this season, overall, this year has been really disappointing for them. I do believe that. They've lost 11 times this year. Okay, the last time they've had more than 11 losses in a, in a season 
was 2017-2018. Arsenal is in bad territory right now for where they expect themselves to be. Also, they have not scored in 10 games so far. How many games have they played? Arsenal has played... Um, they've played 26 games. Okay? They're, they've scored in 16. They have not scored in 10. That is crazy for an Arsenal team who prides themselves on being an offensive team. So things general in general this year are not good for Arsenal. By the way, again, uh, they've failed to score in uh, 10 games. That's only one short of a club record. And they've got a lot of games to go. They've got 12 games left. So even though Arsenal's looked good the last couple games, I have major question marks about the overall intrinsic ability for this team to consistently play good soccer. And I also have questions about their upcoming schedule, okay? Because uh, Arsenal, like I said, they travel to Burnley tomorrow morning. But then Thursday of this week, they travel to, I think it's uh, uh, Greece? Where do they go? They play Olympiacos. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, they, they have to go to Greece and play Olympiacos. Really tough place to go play. And Arsenal wants this Europa trophy. They think they have a real shot of winning it, and they do. But I believe that a midweek giant matchup in Greece is going to have Arsenal a little bit distracted. Okay, so they play this game, Burnley, and then they only have a few days to get ready for a big road trip. And then next week, next Sunday, they host Tottenham. And then, the, and then that following Thursday, they again host Olympiacos at home. So the schedule coming up for Arsenal is brutal. And they have a lot of really, really big games. This is a classic spot for Arsenal to be down. A classic overlooking spot where Arsenal's going to be down, Burnley's going to be up. Arsenal is sandwiched in between all of these huge games. And for Burnley... They see a team who they want to beat. They they haven't won five in a row at home. They Now, they haven't lost all those games. Four more draws. Burnley's going to be highly motivated for this game, while Arsenal, I think they certainly could be a little distracted. So, really different approaches in terms of where each team is heading into this game. All right, now look at, let's look at the history. Because Arsenal, for years, right, about 2008 to 2017, 18, just dominated Burnley. They won pretty much every game in that time span. But since Burnley has had their core, and since Sean Dyche's taken over, Burnley's looked really good against Arsenal, and they're figuring out how to stop what Arsenal does tactically. The last two games overall, Burnley has actually won one of them, and they drew the other one. So Burnley's figuring out what Arsenal likes to do. And you can see there's a clear difference in how Burnley used to play Arsenal and how they have the last couple of games. And I expect that to continue because this is a, a managerial mismatch. Okay. Mikel Arteta, the manager for Arsenal, I have major question marks about. Like clearly he knows a lot about soccer. Clearly he's a probably a good manager, but can he take this team over the top to this next level in the Premier League? I'm not so sure. Meanwhile, Sean Daichi for Burnley He's probably the single most underrated manager in the entire league. I mean, this guy is so good. You could put him on Man City and they would not miss a beat. I think that he is so underrated. So I actually give Burnley the managerial edge here. And I think that's a big reason why they've looked better and better the last couple of times they played Arsenal. And 
just for my deep soccer fans out there, we'll get a little X's and O's. You know, I'm not going to go so deep right now, but a big reason why I've noticed that is, is because Burnley alternates between a 4-4-2 and what's called a 4-4-2 double. Okay? Uh, a 4-4-2 double is where you've got pretty much two number sixes and they make more of like a diamond shape in the middle of the field. And what this does is it overwhelms teams who primarily use three midfielders, which is what I expect Arsenal to be doing tomorrow. And this works well against that. They overwhelm the midfield. They don't let anything get through easily. And that's where Burnley can be so effective against these teams. And when you get kind of that diamond shape, Burnley's going to have that traditional number 10, kind of a center attack midfielder at the top of the offense to steer possession, guide possession to one way or another. And then on defense, their their, their primary you know goal is to kind of cut off the pockets and cut off that space on defense. So this 4-4-2 double, I think we see it tomorrow and it has given Arsenal problems. Burnley's learned to play so well with it. And keep in mind, two of the best defenders side-by-side side in the entire league, Ben Mee and James Tarkowski, are healthy, playing very well. This is adding up, in my opinion, to Burnley just being underrated. Again, the market's expecting this team to win 17% of the time. So while we're not ta- we're not taking the favorite here, we're, expe- we're taking a team that a lot of people think may get blown out tomorrow. But I just see a lot of reasons adding up as to where Burnley has value here. And if you just look at the season performance, okay, I actually come up with a little thing that I call my season performance chart. Burnley, the last six weeks, the number four team in the Premier League. And if you look at the middle of the season, weeks about 10 through 20, Burnley was the number one Premier League team in terms of their performance chart, where we expected them and where they ended up. So Burnley's not a bad team. They're healthy. And speaking of injuries, there's not many injuries at all. Uh, Emile Smith-Rowe is going to be out for Arsenal, which is not a big deal. And then Ashley Barnes is out for Burnley. Let's talk about that quickly because 98% of people who look at the Ashley Barnes injury will downgrade Burnley. I upgrade Burnley. Or Burnley. I upgrade Burnley. You know why? Ashley Barnes has looked shitty lately. And I hate, I sound like an ESPN pundit when I say that, right? But he has not converted on any chances lately. He's looked bad. I mean, I know he's gotten a couple goals, but I, I see guys... What's the name of that new striker? Vidara... Vidora. You know, I, I'm not sure exactly. I think it's something like that. He got in last game. He hasn't started much at all this year for Burnley. He finished an incredible goal last game. I was, and I'm thinking watching it, there's no way Ashley Barnes does that. There's no chance. So Burnley needs a shakeup up top. They need more, more creativity in the final third. So honestly, the Ashley Barnes injury, they're probably going to start Chris Raw, uh, Chris Wood, probably Jay Rodriguez. I'm I'm excited to see what they can do, and that's not a downgrade at all. If anything, it's just a, a wash. It's not. It's certainly not a downgrade. If anything, it's an upgrade. Maybe a wash, not a downgrade at all. The, the Ashley Barnes injury. So, uh, and then lastly, here we mentioned this earlier in the show. Uh, the last game that Arsenal played on the road against Leicester, Mikel Arteta had Aubameyang, Saka, Partey, Holding, uh, Bellerin, and Ceballos all on the bench. Was, uh, what? All on the bench, and they beat Leicester 3-1, okay? 
this is actually going to be a negative because Mikel Arteta, who has shuffled this lineup over and over and can't find out what works, if he's going to try and repeat what he did last week, I'll take it because a lot of their best players are on the bench. And if he tries to bring those guys in and for some reason Arsenal struggles for the first 15, 20 minutes, this is not a team that is very mentally strong. You know, they crumble easily and I could see something bad happening. They give up an early goal or something like that. And then it's all downhill from there. So overall, when you look at everything, I just think Burnley has a lot of value at plus 125 double chance. So if it ends in a tie or Burnley wins, we win. If Arsenal wins, we lose. It's either plus a half or double chance, depending on what sports book you use. All right. Thanks for listening to today's show. A little bonus podcast. Good luck with whatever you've got going on. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.